the first thing is just to write down those five things that I'm thankful for and think about my day yesterday and think about what's good. Five things that have just, thank you, Lord. Even if it is just for this wonderful cup of coffee my husband made me this morning that smells so wonderful and is warming me up. Hello there. Welcome to Seek Go Create. Tim Winders here. I've got a special guest, my wife, Glory. And something that we've always wanted to do was just invite someone in on just our talks that we have in the morning over coffee. And so that's what we wanted to do with this episode. This is releasing the week of Thanksgiving. We're going to be talking about gratitude. We're going to be talking about how gratitude and thankfulness fits into even leadership and management. So we're going to be just discussing some of those things as to what stimulated this conversation. But we are sitting here duplicating mm-hmm. our coffee situation. But you know what? We got these <laughs> microphones and we got these cameras and yeah, we're going to try our best. But uh, anyway, hey, Glory, how you doing? I'm good. This just does not feel like <laughs> our morning coffee, though. <laughs> I got cameras everywhere. We, we're wearing more clothes than we typically mm, do. Yeah, I'm, in my comfy jammies. I'm in my, I'm in my T-shirt and all, but you've got your usually your comfy jammies, sweatshirt and all that. Anyway. And we just recently relocated. This is, for those of you listening to this, the week it comes out, this is Thanksgiving week. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a time to be thankful. We recently relocated. Why don't you tell us about that? After spending a brief period of time with grandchildren, which is always the most wonderful thing, <laughs> we headed towards warmth because there was snow the last day we were in Colorado. And snow and RVs are not the greatest things that mix together. We are now outside of Zion National Park. Absolutely beautiful here. And fall is my favorite time of year. And I'm actually getting two falls this year because I got one fall in Rapid City with the leaves changing and all of that. And then when we got here, all the leaves were nice and green. And as we have been here this week, they are starting to change because of the cooler weather at night. And we're getting to experience fall again. So I love it. This is actually your third fall, not to correct you. Oh, where, oh did I get it in Colorado? We had a nice fall, great weather in yeah. October in Colorado Springs True. with our grandkids. So three falls. Three falls. So the beauty of living in an RV, if you can handle it and you could plan it out well, you can go where the weather is awesome. That's one of the reasons we chose this lifestyle. We haven't always been good at it. Yeah. Or maybe if you're an endless summer type of person, you could just chase that. That would be more you. Endless summer. I like a little crispy. I am getting to where I like the warmer weather. Not hot. We're from the south. Not muggy. But I like the warmer weather. You like the cooler weather. But if it's going to be cold, it needs to be snowing. No, none of this cold with no snow. That, no. Mm Mm-mm. So we are enjoying, I think today's a nice sunny day. You might see the sun coming in. It's not early in the morning. We would typically be having our coffee. It's mid-afternoon or early afternoon. And uh, we're duplicating our coffee time is what we're trying to do. Trying to, yeah, except. Trying to be chill and relax. It's water. Everybody's (laughs) just going, man, they've got no integrity here. They're faking they are faking everything. The the thing we're not faking is this is us. <laughs> and this is yeah. This is me dressed the way I dress 99% of the time. You look 
incredible like you always look. So a few big things that we are thankful for. Let's talk about gratitude and thankfulness. And I have just celebrated just not long ago, 35 years of being married to you. Yes. And then right after that, celebrated my 60th birthday Mm -hmm. shortly after that. Yeah. I'm feeling pretty good, I think. Looking good, too. Did I tell you that I was able to do my 60 push-ups in about 60 Mm seconds-ish all in one and all of that? So I I feel sort of good about myself, (laughs) which is good because a few months ago, I wasn't sure if I'd do another push-up again. I had an injury that was a pickleball injury, and I need a better story than that, but got some new shoes, got some new shoes, went out to play. It was on Labor Day weekend and all, in fact, and I tripped, fell, and... Landed on your wrist. I'm thankful Mm -hmm. I didn't break it. I did go to an actual doctor. I can't remember when I've been to a doctor. Went to a doctor. They x-rayed it and said, not broken. I said, okay, let me leave. I'm out of here. And fortunately, my wife is very well-versed in homeopathy and natural stuff. And she nursed me back and put essential oils, all kinds of great stuff and all that. So not take one single over-the-counter pain med. No over-the-counter or no prescription. They wanted to give me all types of stuff. And we handled it all with homeopathy and essential oils and... Yeah. Resting it, of course, but yeah. yeah and if so you need that stuff, that's great. Sixty. Yeah, if you need that stuff, that's great. But I, we don't like taking stuff. And you know what? Prefer not to. Yeah. That's one thing I'm thankful for. I'm thankful that you, for almost all of our married life, you've attempted to us uh, to eat pretty well and as be as healthy as we can, and have not had to do a lot of doctors and. Things like that. So let's talk Thanksgiving and the, the fall season. This is your prime time, right? Oh, I love it. Pumpkins and leaves and the reds and the golds and the oranges and crisp weather. And like the other night, we got to um, sit out with our son by the fire. Uh, one thing when we relocated, we we meet up with our son who also lives in an RV and travels. And so fall or winter is when we meet up with him. And and it was just beautiful weather the other night. And I just made a little charcuterie board for us. And we all sat out by the fire and just enjoyed some great conversation and the fire and the crispy weather. I love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. It's nice having adult children, isn't it? It is. It is. Although, love our grandbabies. Love that. But it is nice having adult children where you can have adult conversations, ask them questions, and genuinely want to know things that they've learned that you want to share. Our son has a very large Instagram channel, so it's really cool to be able to ask him questions because he is extremely knowledgeable in that, and that's something we can learn from him. Our daughter is a fabulous sourdough baker. I got questions. She's the one I can ask because she has studied it and and Gardner as well. She gives me that information. So it is cool to be able to learn from your kids. Yeah, but let's go ahead and, and clear up some things here. There's this myth that younger generations are more technically savvy uh-huh. than <laughs> let's call our generation a mature generation. We're both on the tail end of the baby boomer generation. However... Who do they call when it's 
when it's tech support I'm time. the tech support person in the family. They call Glory. Yes. They all call Glory. <laughs> and in fact, I was thinking it was probably a little less than a year ago because we were here in this location. You and I started dabbling with AI. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We jumped on chat GPT and we're plugging in some things and writing some things, which we are way down that rabbit hole right now. You're doing designs and graphics, and I'm doing a lot of stuff with the podcast and all that we're doing here. We're using a lot of AI. We are real people here. <laughs> this is not deep fake. Yeah. Sweat <laughs> that pant- was, we would make sure it looked even better. Sweatpants <laughs> on from the waist down up here is actual human flesh, not anything, not sentient or anything like that. But we got into the AI and our son sitting over here, we said, you ought to check it out. He goes, I don't want to. He (laughs) punched in a few things and. Wow. Okay. It is such a a great research assistant. It saves me so much time just to ask questions and let it go look for some answers for me. I love that. It's like having an assistant that can go do some of that stuff for me. That's another thing I'm thankful for. Mm -hmm. It's really changed my mindset about a lot of business, about content creation, about social media. I'll give you a really good example of something that just helped me with is I was having to write a fairly emotionally charged email Mm. on some things that I was trying to do on behalf of my mom. And and because it was my mom, I my emotions were going and I and so I was looking at the email going, I'm not sure if this is the way this needs to be presented. Was it a strongly worded it email? It was a strongly worded email. And so I decided let me just copy and paste it into chat and ask it to improve my email. And it did such it took all the emotion out of it and it just presented the facts the way they needed to be presented. And it was a much better email just because I did that. Whereas if I had sent what I was going to send, there would have been a lot of underlying emotion there that yeah. probably might not have been received well or understood. And it really needed to be more of a professional email. So that was a great way to use that tool. Yeah. And I like because it takes my... A lot of people talk about the bias and things that it has, and I'm sure that it does because it's built in. It's something that they have built in a lot of the information that is used for the modeling. However, I sometimes look at my stuff and I go, that's really awesome. When it's good to maybe run it through something else, and I'm okay if it's machine learning and things Mm -hmm. like that. And it gives me the thoughts on what is awesome. When I thought this was awesome, I thought A was awesome. It said B was. I'm going, you know what? I'm going with B because I look at it. And again, we're talking thankful here. We weren't planning on doing this, Mm -hmm. but I'm thankful for this. I look at it as having a uh, brainstorming partner and a writing assistant. Uh You you used it as a writing assistant. Yeah, I did. And I, I will sit down with thoughts and topics and even some of the things, I had some notes even from what we were going to talk about here. We're, we've gotten to none of them, by the way. Maybe we should take a look at them again. Maybe we should see what <laughs> AI says. Maybe Actually, should... this would be like our morning coffee. <laughs> this is, this is uh, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm looking out the window here and big truck that's been near us oh, doing no. subtype of loud construction work is just pulled out here. So, so this could be short. It might be part of the podcast here, but, but talk about, let's talk briefly about, and then I want us to go into stewardship and then how 
some of this spills into leadership and how we've been discussing recently how people that manage other people, some of these concepts are important. And then also even parenting, Mm -hmm. how it fits into parenting. But talk a little bit about, and it's not even really a rhythm because we aren't dogmatic about what we do in the morning. I'm a little bit more dogmatic than you are, but not as much as I used to be. I'll get up and work, do my push-ups and my stuff and all that, but I've cut out news. Mm-hmm. I don't read news anymore. In the month of October, I got rid of news. I'm very thankful for that. My mind is so much clearer and creative. I'm several years into that, so he finally followed suit on that one. And it do, it really does. It does. Lessen the burden on your heart when you are not listening to all the stuff. Makes me less cynical. Yeah. I have a tendency to lean towards... <clears throat> Heavy cynic, heavy sarcasm. And I think it impacts how you look at other people, not just groups of people, because I think the media is designed to separate people into groups, but individuals. You'll start looking at individuals, and if you think or perceive that they are part of one of those groups, then you will think about them like you think about that group. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's the kingdom of God. I don't think that is the way we're supposed to be thinking from reading scriptures. But so our rhythm mm-hmm. is that we we get up. Y'all are right now, for those that are watching this on video, on YouTube, or any of the clips, this is our living space in Theo, our, our RV. We wanted to sit on the sofa, but we sank, sank down in it, so we had to sit at the table here, and we had to have microphones, all this kind of stuff. So uh, we don't have microphones in the mornings. We have just coffee and sometimes a device, sometimes not often our Bibles Mm -hmm. in some type, form, or fashion. And we just have conversations, and sometimes they are really cool, and sometimes they are aggravating and annoying. (laughs) Yes. Why are they aggravating and annoying? Uh, Because my husband loves to play the devil's advocate and ask and prod and poke and anyway. And my personality is just, just stop already. Yeah. I like to ask questions. You do. And you're very good at it. It's what you do. I I enjoy asking questions. And you know what? I actually have spent some time in prayer on this. I think God is okay with us asking questions. He is absolutely okay with us asking questions. Yes. Yeah, because we're really trying to get to a place where we have a greater understanding. Mm -hmm. And you and I, for years now, going back at least 20 plus years, have been with scriptural things, asking a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. Gotten us in a little bit of trouble here and there, but... I don't care. Yeah. Seems like at Bible school, they're not super excited about that. They don't don't like you to ask questions. Just be discipled. Sit down. And you know, a lot of churches, a lot of religious Mm -hmm. environments are like that. And it's one of the reasons why a lot of people are, I believe, in pretty healthy numbers, leaving religious institutions and organizations because people want to be able to think and ask questions and just sit back, shut up, and don't ask questions is not the answer. That's not what people need to give. Anyway. Again, not in our notes. Not in our notes. We're going off here. But uh, But I think we're talking about our morning routine. Yes. And I, for several years now, many years, uh, keep a journal and I write down five things that I am thankful for every morning. Now, some people like to do it at night. Some people like to do it in the morning. I Like morning, because I feel like it sets the tone for my day, especially if I wake up with my running list of all the to-dos. I am, I'm an executor in the strengths thing. When I wake up in the morning, there is a to-do list and there's a big zero on the chart and 
if I'm going to win the day, then I got to get move a lot of stuff and check a lot of boxes so that I go from a zero to I got a lot done. That's immediately what is on my mind. And if I can start, though, before I check the email and before I do all those things, the first thing is just to write down those five things that I'm thankful for and think about my day yesterday and think about what's good. Five things that have just, thank you, Lord, even if it is just for this wonderful cup of coffee my husband made me this morning that smells so wonderful and is warming me up. I make the coffee. He does. So even if it is just that, I have set some intentions that I'm going to be grateful for the day and have a more positive outlook instead of the things that are not going right or the things that I got to tackle today. It just really sets the mood and the tone of the day. And then after that, I will drop down in the journal and just say, Lord, what do I need to know today? What question do you want me to ask? And just try to listen for a minute. And sometimes I don't get anything. Sometimes I get a lot. And he's like, you need to know this today. You should ask this question. And so that I have had that practice going on for several years now. And what's really cool is I have a journal that I can go back and look at. And I go, oh, I remember that if I had not written down that I was thankful for meeting so-and-so, I might have forgotten that. Or that we went to dinner with so-and-so or that Mm -hmm. we went to so-and-so's house or that whatever. It's like a little bit of a diary as the blessings that are going Mm -hmm. on in my life. And it's cool to go back and read those. And see answered prayer as well. So. Do, do you, is it daily? Do you skip I some do, days? I try to do it daily, but right. like you said, not every single day. Some mornings I do have to get up and just I'm behind and I got to get going. But I try to start the day that way. And I try to make it too, not formulaic necessarily, not if I could only come up with three. Okay, fine. Three things for the day. And I don't have a certain prayer I've got to read or a certain mantra I've got to say or a certain number of scriptures I've got to read or whatever. It's super duper simple so that I can carve out five minutes or less to do this and not have an excuse because I just didn't have time or it's just, it's too hard to think about that today. Let's try to keep it really simple. What's interesting you and I were talking about this earlier and you were saying it needs to be in the morning. And I went, there might be people that need to do it in the evening. Maybe people need to do it both. Maybe people need yeah. to do it in the middle of the day. I think the key is to find what works yeah. for you. And I know my days are better when I can string together multiple days where I'm in that habit. Mm-hmm. We've recently been with grandkids. We've recently been on the road some, and sometimes we get out of our rhythm then, and I feel a little off. Mm -hmm. I wish I didn't. I wish I didn't feel off. And so I know that I need to be less rigid, but I know I'm better when I do it. Like this morning, the word rejoice came Mm -hmm. to my mind. And I just, I even wrote there, I said, rejoice in the Lord Rejoice in the Lord always. And then I started off with all these words that were rejoice, which you and I discussed, is not totally gratitude and thanksgiving, but it's definitely a sibling or closely related. Mm -hmm. Because I think if we are grateful, if we are giving thanks, then we are also rejoicing because we are joyful and happy. And I just started making this list of things that I was rejoicing in the weather and (laughs) where we are and what we're doing and the time of year and 
all of those things that we get to do this that I know you're so excited about and I appreciate and things mm -hmm. like that. So now you've just recently started, you're, you're doing a lot of cool things, creating things. We are in possibly one of the coolest creative times of our lives. And we've been in a lot of times where we've created some mm -hmm. stuff, but right now with some of the tools we talked about earlier and things that are going on and some ideas that are coming to us, we are really getting fairly creative and you've been doing lots of cool stuff. Why don't you tell us about some of the things you're creating and there's some things that have just mm -hmm. been loaded up to Amazon that I want you to talk about that will put links in because people that are listening into this may want to get those. Right. Let me take you back a second. When I went to college, I think my mom wanted me to be a lawyer or a doctor because in her mind, that was success. That was success. That be was a lawyer or a success doctor. in the 70s and 80s right. was lawyer, and doctor. I was a much it. more creative person and probably would have been much more suited for something like graphic design, but literally had no one ever tell me that was even a possibility. Or I could have gone to culinary school. No one ever told me that there was even, I didn't even know there was a culinary school. I was a little backwoods Georgia girl and didn't know that much. And so those are probably two things that I would have excelled in and really enjoyed if I had studied either one of those things. Fast forward, and now I'm at a point in life where I can pick up some things that I want to do now. And one of those is to do some graphic design. And so I have started, I have an Etsy shop and I've got t-shirts and mugs and ornaments and all kinds of little things like that, and them having an absolute blast. In fact, yesterday was a day that I was really heads down doing a lot of design work, and I felt like I was cheating. I felt like this can't really be what I'm doing because I'm having so much fun doing this, and it's just, yeah, so much fun. I'm enjoying it. But one of the things that I also just did, I've had a couple of books on Amazon for, what, 20 years? 20 years Some cookbooks, yeah. back to that culinary thing. And they're cookbooks for people who have food allergies or food restrictions. And so it takes whatever those restrictions are and it works with them to still get you some really good tasting food. So those have been up for a while. But I wanted to create just some journals that people actually, a gratitude journal, where you could just write down those five things in the morning, have a little bit of a note space to put extra that the Lord wanted, might wanted to share with you that day, make it super simple for people to develop that habit. And I have uh, just created 10 different designs for women and six designs for men, different feels and looks and what your flavor is. And uh, I'm in the process of getting all those loaded up. So yeah, the, it's fun. The, the reason I think it's cool, and you know, as a coach, I know when someone hasn't been doing something, they will often need a simple and easy way to get started, mm -hmm. be guided, and they are, they're nice, but yet they're simple. Yeah. And I think for someone who hasn't been in a gratitude journaling type mode, wouldn't you agree? It would be a pretty easy way to maybe get one of these and get mm -hmm. started. It has a nice look to it and feel. It's actual physical, so you're actually writing on it. Yeah. And is it for a year, an entire no, year? No, I did them. It's a shorter in, period of time. Yeah, right? I did them in 120 day blocks. So you've got just a four month little time capsule. 
of those four months. And after you do it for that amount of time, you should have developed a habit that if you want to do it in a different journal, fine. Or like I said, I've got 10 different designs. You could just get another one in a different design or whatever. But yeah, it's just a 120-day guided prompting you to take a minute and just write down. I I think that's so perfect if you're listening in and you're wanting to get started with either some type of gratitude or even a journaling habit. To think I'm going to be doing it for a year and me doing it for 365 days might be a bit overwhelming. It's one of the reasons with, even with clients that I work with, we do 90-day cycles. Mm -hmm. Three, four months is about all that most of our brains can wrap our heads around to get going with things. So I I love it. Anything else you want to say about the journals? Because I've seen them. haven't seen the physical. I've seen some of the digital pieces of Mm -hmm. it, but they are up on Amazon probably by the time this airs or someone listens. They'll be there and you'll give me a link and Mm -hmm. and all so people can go get those just just in time for the holidays. I've got one one that I think is so cute is like that groovy retro that's so hot with especially younger and teens. And so if you've got a teen daughter or teen granddaughter and you want to develop that positive attitude, what a great thing to give them. Plus, it looks cool. It's not just a dowdy looking journal or cool, whatever. Cool and hip is good. Yeah. Cool and hip. And is... then the guy, the, the ones for men are a little bit more adventure and outdoorsy and stuff. And there's one that I was showing that was probably my favorite when I designed of all of them. And my son, I was showing him last night. He was actually, oh, I like that one. Yeah. So I'm excited. It's something fun. And I feel like the Lord has given me a mission to be an encourager to his body, to everybody, but especially to his body. And so if it can be an encouraging saying on a t-shirt or a mug that's got something very uplifting or something like that, or something that can help you with a good habit or just something to encourage you to make your day lighter, to make you smile or make someone else smile because of what you're wearing, my mission right now. I've seen them. <laughs> They're good. Thank you. They're good. And we'll, we'll make sure we include some notes and you can keep us updated on yeah. that. So let's shift just a little bit. Okay. Because one of the catalysts for us doing this episode, we were talking about, oh, there's going to be an episode coming out around Thanksgiving. Why don't we release it? We were talking about kind of stewardship and leadership and parenting. And this mindset fits into it. It's not totally what we're talking about here, but it's this attitude of if you are a steward, you have responsibility over someone as a parent, as a manager, managers or leaders, because I've noticed this in leadership coaching, executive coaching, that there are many times when people, they aren't as thankful for the people that report to them as probably we should be. We look at what's wrong. We look at the challenges. We don't look at what we should be thankful for. And I think sometimes parenting, we can Mm -hmm. get a little bit like that too. And let's talk a little bit about some of the things that we were communicating about over coffee a couple mornings ago. I don't remember exactly when about this topic of the mindset of we'll just talk about parenting right now because it's it'll spill over. But what's the mindset that that we should have as we parent and have these children that we're responsible for? Ours are grown, but it's still the same mindset. Yeah. I think the difference in the mindset is looking at your children as treasures and blessings that the Lord has given you. 
that you have for a period of time? Or are they burdens? God, mm-hmm. I just would say get a little bit older so I don't have to tie their shoes anymore. Or I don't have to wipe their nose or I don't have to. I, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back at all. I think this stemmed from probably my childhood. My childhood was, I guess a, you could say it was a little bit of a traumatic childhood because my younger brother passed away from leukemia. A lot about my childhood life was not very steady or stable. So when I became a mom, I wanted a very steady, stable. I wanted what I didn't get. I wanted to give that to my kids. Is that why you married me? Steady, stable? Probably. It's not boring, is it? No. Okay. Okay. Just want to make sure. Don't be stopping me and getting my train of thought, because... You wanted steady, stable. Okay. You married me, and then you wanted that for your family. Yes. And I ended up with that. I was, I just felt so blessed that I had those children. I would have had a ton more because I loved being a mom. I loved having the kids and I loved every single stage, except maybe that little bit of a colic stage. That one was tough. But other than that, I loved, I loved it when they were babies. I loved it when they were toddlers. You always say, Call me when they get toddlers. That's your fun time. I let cuddle. I can cuddle a baby and I can get a baby to sleep. I love it. But every stage I enjoyed. But I hear moms sometimes just going, oh my God, I cannot wait until they are big enough to bathe themselves or I can't wait till they're whatever. And I would just encourage you, be grateful for every single stage because I know plenty of women right now who would give anything to be a mom. They want a baby so bad. They are struggling with fertility. They, they, or they have lost a child and they would do anything to be a mom and give that baby a bath. So I think it all goes back to that mindset of how are we looking at things? And when we were talking the other morning, we said the same thing could be said for an owner of a business who's got employees or a manager who's got people reporting to them. Are you looking at them as a burden? God. Okay, I've got to deal with this person again. Or is it a blessing that you have somebody there? Maybe you might need to train them in some things. We got to train our kids in things. They don't come out having table manners, saying, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. You've got to train them to do things. And you have to train your employees and the people that report to you the same way. And it goes to being grateful and thankful. But what we say, everything goes back to. What is it? Being a steward. Oh, your heart. Issues of the heart. It's It's a heart issue. All a heart issue. Everything is a heart issue. How are you looking at it? And it all depends on your heart. If they're irritation and a burden, your heart's not right. But if they're a blessing and a treasure, you are loving the way Christ would love. So one of the things that people are getting a glimpse of is the way our coffee time really is (laughs) that we interrupt each other a lot because one thing you said there triggered something in me, and I was wanting to say it, and people even saw it on video. They were going, he's wanting to say something. Now I'm not sure that I recall what it was. I, I think I'm sorry. I think what it was, we started off talking about gratitude and how important gratitude was. Mm-hmm. And I think what we're talking about observing is the opposite of gratitude. W- whatever the opposite of gratitude is, it is very toxic. It is very damaging. It is something that people can feel it if they're around, if they're around you, they know. And 
I know that sometimes as a parent or a leader or a boss, that there may be frustrating things that we go through. However, and people have heard me use this word, we are a steward over those things that God has gifted us with, Mm -hmm. especially children. But I think as a leader or manager, you're a steward over the people that are currently working for you. And I think one of the things, and Glory can speak to this, that is so helpful is, number one, we were saying be grateful and thankful, but then also take the time to study those people that you have been gifted with, children, people that you work with, spouses. And it's something that we've always talked about it. At times, we're better at it than others. And that is study your spouse. Because what we often do is get into our own little bubble and we think about ourselves and we can look at assessments, love languages, things like that. But we really need to be looking at the other one and saying, what is their learning style, communication style? What's their personality style? Love language. Love language, yes. Hers is gift-giving and... It's the lowest on his list. It's, I don't even think it exists. I don't even think it's on my list. That's the problem. Mine's words of affirmation. And and I think that I've told him something. He's, you never said that. I'm like, I didn't, I thought it. I didn't tell you. I was just thinking. I was thinking it. I'm sorry. I was thinking about how handsome you were at almost 60 years old, 60 years old. But I didn't want to tell you. You don't need to know. So it has worked for the two of us to actually meet the other one in their love language. But we have a few minutes here. Talk a little bit about that concept of studying because we had two children. Very different personalities, different learning styles. We homeschooled, so I learned their learning styles. Two totally different learning styles, two totally different disciplinary styles. But if I had just tried to do a formula, it wouldn't have worked for both of them. It might have worked for one of them and not the other. It might have worked for neither one of them. I don't know if I'd just step with one way. But I had to study the kids and I had to figure out what made them tick. And then you have to craft everything to that style. Our granddaughters are the same way. Two totally different personalities and they are we already see it and they are this uh, is, they are they are three and a half and one and a half yeah the perfect age for me and we already see it they're the perfect yeah. age for me because that's about my mentality i can interact <laughs> and communicate with them perfectly so hopefully they don't pass me up here soon but we can already see different learning oh, yeah. styles personalities mm-hmm. and things like that and one of the things we mentioned to our daughter When we were leaving this last time, because she was talking about schooling and she's considering probably Mm -hmm. homeschooling and different school options. And I said, I think the best thing you could do right now is just try to learn what their styles are. Try to identify how they learn. Are they tactile learners? Are they, do Mm -hmm. they repeat and memorize? Do they? And I think that's one of the biggest challenges with like public school or big school systems or a big school. Yeah, they don't have the bandwidth. You can't do that. You can't. You just have to put everybody in a desk or in a box or whatever and say, this is the way it is. And it's really easy for people to be left behind Mm -hmm. and for fall through the cracks. And some people can excel in that environment. Some people can't. And so the work environment is the same way. For those of you that are running companies or organizations, it's the same thing. 
study your people, do the strength finders. We love the strength mm-hmm. finders. The love languages may not be totally appropriate <laughs> for the work environment, but it's still beneficial. Mm-hmm. And in others, DISC and things like that, Myers-Briggs, others like that, they're good because it helps you learn about yourself. And then you can learn about others so that you could then sit down as you journal, as you're spending time in prayer and say, listen, I've got Joe, I've got Fred, I've got Sally. What's the best way that I can lead and manage just like we did Dulcie and Joshua? How do we need to educate? And we, there was a lot of bumps along the way, but we learned with homeschooling, they had different styles. You gave them the plans and what happened? Um, I would give them their lesson plans on Monday and they had until Friday to get it done. I didn't care if stayed up late Monday and Tuesday getting it all done so they could play Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or if they played Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and stayed up really hard Thursday and Friday to get it all done, but they better have it done Friday afternoon. Our daughter would normally get it all done Monday, Tuesday and have the rest of the week to herself. Our son was the opposite and he would play and they go, oh gosh, I got to get everything done and then work really hard at the end of the week to get it done. But they knew it had to be turned in by Friday. So what's weird about it, I don't think he said, oh gosh, I don't really think he felt stressed or strained. He just rolled out of bed on Friday, leisurely, and said, I should get it all done. I'm going to do a little bit of school today. We get it done. I don't think there was stress. You and I would be sitting there going, God, I've got to get it done. Have you done it? Have you done it? Have you done it? But got to the point where we didn't do that because mm-hmm. you learn about that yeah. and you learn what their styles are. And so I think one thing that kind of fits everything together we've discussed here is number one, having gratitude and thanksgiving, which is this is the season of thanksgiving. Right. And then I think what you discussed about the habit of gratitude is important because all of these things we're talking about, the parenting, managing, leading, things like that, I think when we're doing those habits of gratitude, I don't think it hurts. In fact, I think it helps. Anything you want to say before we wrap up here and finish up this episode? I'm grateful for you. I was hopeful you'd say that. I was hopeful I wouldn't have to ask a question to get that. <laughs> And 35 years of marriage and 60 years of life, and it's good. It's going to be a good holiday season and 2024, depending on when people are listening to this, 2024, I believe it is going to be a phenomenal year for many people. But I also believe that some of these things we're talking about are going to be very important because I think we're going to look around and there's going to be some challenging things Mm. Mm -hmm. outside of some of these practices of gratitude. I think that there may be some of us, not trying to speak this over people, but we're going to have to get really good at showing gratitude because of some of the things around us are not going to look very nice. Mm -hmm. We've got, we can say it, we've got an election coming up and those are notoriously ugly. You throw in all the AI and the deep fake and the all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and pretty much how much neither one of the candidates are very liked. So you throw that in and it's like, well, we don't know for sure who the candidates are, but who they're saying that might be right now. Anyway. Who, who we're expecting. Yes. But I guess my point is to piggyback on what you're saying. It is so important for us not to get pulled down by all that not to get tangled up in it. In fact, 
my stopping watching the news actually happened during the second election that Obama was elected. And it got so nasty, both sides, I couldn't deal with anymore because I was just getting so upset and so frustrated. And there was nothing I could do other than go out and cast my vote, but I could not change this. And so I just decided no more. I am not watching news. I am not reading the paper. I am not, you know what? And I haven't missed much. If there's something big, somebody's going to let me know. Did you hear blah, blah, blah? There's a um, war There's a war going on. There's yeah. And I don't shootings. need to play by play yeah. blow of it all. And I would just encourage you, if it means turning off some news, turning off some social media, if you are prone to get a lot of social media that I get homestead, chickens, sourdough. Mine's pretty calm in the social media. I've got it trained well. If you don't, then you may need to think about, I need to focus on what I'm grateful for, what I have been blessed with, not what I don't have, not what I want, not what I'm a victim from, not just take some time out and be thankful for what you do have. That's what I would leave you with. I'm thankful for you also. Thank you. Thankful for all that you've been to me and thank you for being on this episode. You're welcome. I appreciate that. And I do so, wish you guys could just be with us in our morning coffee because it's like not all of this stuff. It's just us sitting here and we do have some amazing conversations. I'm like, darn, we should have recorded that. That was good. I wonder if I should just put the phone up I, and record I'll just some record of the it audio because it's just good. Edit out some of the junk. So anyway, have a fantastic holiday season. Be thankful, show gratitude, and and just make sure as you head into 2024 that you are maybe implementing some of the things we talked about, mm-hmm. showing gratitude, maybe getting a journal and starting to write it down and cutting out news, cutting out some of the junk. I can tell you that's yeah. always a good thing. I committed to cutting out the junk and then spending the time in scripture. And depending on where you spend your reading or where you get your nourishing or whatever, definitely try to do that. Thanks for joining us here on this unique episode. If you're watching this on YouTube, jump down in the comments. Tell us what you're thankful for. Uh, Give us some thoughts or ideas. Let us know if you've got a gratitude or a journaling habit. Love to hear about that. If you're listening in on some of the podcast platforms, there's places you can go to all of our socials at Seek Go Create. You can go to all of those and chime in and comment. If you want to get connected to Glory, you can do that there. We'll include some things down in the notes with the resources she mentioned. But I appreciate all of you listening in and being a part of all that we're doing here at Seek Go Create, just trying to do some things to impact the world in a positive way. So thanks for joining us. We have new episodes every Monday. Have a great holiday season and continue being all that you were created to be. Happy Thanksgiving.